This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale, plus Marvel Studios returning to Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con. Thor Love and Thunder early reactions are out. Sony misses the point of Craven the Hunter. Netflix has given us a real-life game show based on Squid Game and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, June 27th, 2022. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Crabs out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? Hello, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And joining us, the galaxy's grumpiest Jedi. It's Darth Ridiculous, but we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? <laughs> <laughs> I am your father's father's sister's brother. I'm your father's uncle's bar barber. <laughs> uh, just grumpy Jedi all over the place. Uh, Anthony, how are you? I, I'm an asshole, and I never ask you how you're doing. People want to know. Do us? Does anyone ask? Do or they? Anyone? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I read I'm that fine. wrong because we just assume he's doing great. You know, Out of yeah. all of us, Anthony's living the best life. I can say that for 100 percent certainty. Oh yeah, right. 100%. Yeah, I, I won't. I wouldn't argue against that. No, I think I'm living all right. Yeah, no, we all wish we were Anthony. That's just that's, <laughs> that's just right. Facts, big facts, no cap there, son. Yes, I, what, I mean, I yeah, I, I do live a pretty good life. I walk around painted green, serving bar drinks shirtless. So that's 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 my <laughs> yeah, life. Like Anthony, why like Anthony in the cantina? You didn't get blown up when they blew up that bar. That's got to be this year's Halloween costume. Anthony. That's a great look at <laughs> like, Anthony with the Star the, Wars callback too. The nation Fantastic. needs this. Yeah, right. Oh, you got to get dressed. Oh my god! Oh Twilight. my god! Oh, Twilight Anthony for Halloween Nation. Man, get it done. Spray on some abs and uh, put some pantyhose stuff with cotton tied to your head. It's done. Dyed in green from Boba Fett. Um, all right. People would be very confused if I was walking around like, like that. Are you a Star Wars character? Uh, no. I, no they, yeah, I don't know what they would they, yeah, they like, What is going on? I'm a jock. Can't you tell? Yeah. Uh, great Star Wars reference, though, Anthony. Ties into the review. Uh, I like how you did that. Yeah. But before that. There's a bunch of stuff I need to discuss with you fellas. Let's hit it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Kevin Feige recently confirmed Marvel Studios is, for the first time in three years, returning to the Hall H panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Geek boner. That will have an in-person event this year. Uh, San Diego Comic Con 2020 and 2021 in persons were canceled because of the thing. Remember the thing? Uh, they did do a small Thanksgiving uh, event 2021. I don't know. It wasn't huge. Not, and Marvel was sitting all these out, right? But they have Disney Plus Day, but they're going to be back at Hall H. Are you excited? That gives me geek boner. What do you want to see from them? Anthony, comment. Uh, am I excited? Only if they're going to actually do something where they're going to announce things. If they're not announcing things, then 
I wouldn't be as excited. But usually when they come to Hall H, they do have some sort of announcement or some sort of presentation. So I'm as excited as someone could be that's not actually going to be in attendance and probably won't watch it live unless someone tells me something's yeah, going on. Look, I I miss our like San Diego recap post podcast. Oh, yeah, those we are, used to do those shows. I those are always fun. And you're right. If Marvel's coming, they got to come big. Although there's a tweet from Stephen Weintraub from Collider who says he's been sitting on this news for months and he's heard they're only bringing one movie. Hmm. He speculates that it's Black Panther, but he said, I don't know what movie it is. Yeah, probably. Uh, because that is the last MCU movie on the calendar year that uh, is going to be released. Rugs, what do you what do you want to see? Do you want to hear about the next? I feel like they're going to talk about the next big saga, right? The next big crossover, the next big phase. I keep thinking that Guardians of the Galaxy has to have something to do with it because they're not they're going more cosmic and they're going like across all the multiverses and that could be you know Ant-Man 3 might also be that yeah but um Kang it would Kang so those are going to be clutch uh things to see Black Panther 2 it's just the big thing with that is how are they going to continue the legacy yeah Wakanda forever what is this about we got I have an idea you know what Disney's going to do it's going to be you know all the female characters are going to come into the forefront and then um you know, we'll eventually find out if Black Panther continues as a moniker. I still think they should recast T'Challa at some point. Yeah, I think I'm over it. Let's go. Let's. Right. I mean, like, you know, we need to, uh, you know, continue this. But if, the, if they're going to acknowledge it in this next movie, maybe you take a movie to pay tribute and then you pull them in from the multiverse. I don't know. Another T'Challa. Yeah, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder what they'll do if... Uh, if they're actually just going to say like this character doesn't exist anymore, or if like maybe they write him out as like a he went on a mission somewhere, or got captured in another dimension, and give themselves a, a fallback in case they ever wanted to recast. I guess with the multiverse, you can always just bring in a new T'Challa. Yeah, so we saw a, a whole Illuminati from a different universe, right? So there's definitely going to be other Black Panthers out there. Yeah, we saw other Peter Parkers. We saw other Peter Parkers. We've seen. Uh, lots of crazy multiverse shenanigans. So they also have the Marvels that's coming out. Blade. Remember last time they announced Blade, and maybe there'll be more uh, on Mahershala Ali as Blade. And then as far as the TV shows, you have the She-Hulk show coming out. Echo, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, Agatha, the Agatha Harkness show. I want to know, will they announce what's like, is Secret Wars coming? Is Avengers 5 coming? Will, what's the next big team up the next big bad the next big saga i'm hoping there's like some kind of secret wars thing that's that's bubbling i thought i saw somewhere that fihe was like it'll become a lot clearer where we're going in the next few months right yeah, yeah. so this has got to be at san diego yeah maybe right they got to come with a big announcement this is uh july 21st to july 24th well a lot of the speculation that i've seen is is um shit what's the one battle battle what is that battle not battle world uh no, secret wars secret yeah. wars yeah. Yeah, yeah which was battle world was part of and the beyonder right. and they rebooted it and that's yeah i would love to see a secret wars also is there plans for spider-man in the future what's happening on the mcu side i don't know well they got spider-man freshman year remember they made that announcement oh yes there's that animated, animated yeah, yeah animated series in that same universe 
or he's going through high school. That's great. But what about live action? Uh, I'm no, I'm excited that they're back because it's also like things are back, like a San Diego Comic-Con back in person with Marvel Studios there. Like the before times. Like the before times. Remember when you made the prediction? I'm never going to let you let this one go. <laughs> oh, boy. what COVID, dumb shit did I say? Yes. You said when COVID was in, was happening, you were freaking out about the state of the industry. And you're going, is every movie and every TV show going to yeah, be yeah. about COVID? Yeah, I was just a little bit off on that. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. They weren't all. There was definitely a handful. So it was more like there's a handful of things. You're like, everything's going to be about COVID. It's all going to be about COVID. But uh, yeah, looking back, I they managed to uh, work around it. You know? <laughs> really I, think, too much. I think it's too political to put into things. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Well, the boys is currently doing it. Well, the boys don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They will do this fucking call everybody well, that's out. That's not a spoiler it, for people. No spoiler. Not. They know. <laughs> this show does not give a fuck. It's amazing. So, uh, listener, you heading out there? Let us know if you're going to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Maybe somebody's going July 21 to 24. Yeah, maybe we'll have a, a jock and nerd insider if you're one of you yeah. guys are going. Somebody go send us a report. Record some report. We will play it. Uh, join the conversation, though, right Stand now. Stand outside and record like an IGN report. But just like you on an iPhone. Or you just yell jock and nerd. Jock and nerd. Like for hours on end standing outside. Or, you, or we could just have, this will make everyone happy. We'll just have Matt Miller go, like not go, <laughs> still like record a speak pipe saying he went and then just give his thoughts on things that didn't happen at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, well, That'd be fun. Now That's going to happen. Yeah, now, now yeah. he's sending that in, Anthony. <laughs> you just manifested it. Yeah, now it's definitely happening. Oh, manifested. I hate, I hate when people say I manifested you, this. Yeah, you, okay, you woman-fested it. I don't know. I'm trying to no, be. No, I'm just saying that I the know, whole I know, it's dumb. But now that's happening because he just heard that. You put it out. Look, you put it out to the know. universe. He yeah, heard it's it. Inception. And now yes. it's going to happen even before we said it was going to happen. Anyways, join the Facebook group. You can join this conversation. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's an exclusive closed group just for you, listener. Let us know what you think about Marvel returning to the San Diego Comic-Con. Moving on, a little bit more Marvel news. Uh, we're about a week and a half away from Thor Love and Thunder. Geek boner. I'm very excited. It premiered earlier uh, this week, actually over the weekend. I think it was Friday. They had the premiere. So... Oh. First social media reactions are out. The review embargo doesn't lift until the 5th, I believe, comes out July 8th. Um, but did you guys see any of these reactions? L largely, they're always the same, right? Yeah. It's Greatest movie in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much dead on. <laughs> I actually didn't know that reactions came out, so I'm reading it as we I will, speak. Um, let me share one. Eric Davis, who I follow on Twitter, and he works for Rotten Tomatoes and Fandango, says, another classic Thor adventure, Thor Love and Thunder, is everything I wanted it to be. Big, colorful, weird, Guns N' Roses-fueled battles to go with a hopelessly romantic story about discovering love in unexpected places. Christian Bale, Russell Crowe are especially great. And Korg. I love Korg. So, yeah, uh, people saying mostly that it doesn't quite capture, like, the, the, the feeling of Ragnarok, but it's in the same vein and it's still enjoyable. But hmm. yeah, I found this interesting. People were like, it was not quite as funny. Maybe I don't know. It seems like a little more emotional. Not as funny. Yeah, more Ooh. emotional. Maybe yeah, more that's serious. That's what I'm seeing. Not as funny. Not as funny as Ragnarok, but maybe a little bit more emotional. So there's a, I, I might mean, be down for that. Yeah, that could be good. I, I wasn't the. I, I mean, I, in retrospect, yeah. I grew to appreciate Ragnarok yes. more. But I remember walking out of that theater not being the biggest Ragnarok fan. So I was probably in the minority. When and I mean, came out of that. 
I wouldn't be mad if he downplayed a little bit of like the over, like the slapsticky stuff to have things hit harder. So if he's restraining himself, but it's still got good comedy, that's a good thing. It's a progress, you know. The movie is one hour and fifty nine minutes long, and uh, Dang. yeah, short. Not every new movie needs to be a two no. and a half. No, no, yeah. that's a that's good. good. That's a good. Like that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, I have no problem with that length. That's a perfect. That's gonna be good for their money making because they're gonna be able to play it more too. Yep. And there are uh, two post credit scenes, of course, mid credits and post credit that are unmissable according to some. Did you see this uh, new trailer they put out? They put this out a while ago. No. It's the the goats. Yes, (laughs) with the screaming goats, which made me laugh. I was like, "Oh my god, look at these fucking screaming goats!" And Anthony, what else is in this trailer that is notable? Do you remember? No, I don't. What else was in it? He does the fucking Van Damme splits. Oh, shit. Wow. I missed that. With yes. his butt? No, with oh, his at the l- end, right? Yes, with his legs. Yeah. He's got his legs perfect in a split, holding two things apart. And I'm like, he's doing the fucking Van Damme split. This is amazing. All, all, yeah, they only, all they really needed to do was have him in his underwear doing it. Oh, no, he's not in his underwear in that scene. But I wonder if they unblur that scene in the movie. Van, and they should have done it from like behind because that's what Van Damme would do. He'd get his ass. He would get his ass in something really tight. Yeah. Yes. Just underwear. Yes. That's the that's the actual Van. Well, yeah. Double impact. He's wearing like a leotard. He's wearing a banana <laughs> like, hammock doing these splits. <laughs> I mean, Van Damme has one of the all time. I mean, all time bodies. Van Damme. Chris Hemsworth's up there too, though. Yeah, his arms are fucking huge in this dude. One day, this is. This will, I don't know, we, we should one day just rank. We should pick, like, all-time men's bodies. <laughs> I like that idea. But, but not, like, you'd have to pick one movie. Like, you'd have to, you'd have to be a specific man movie, from too. A guy from a, a certain movie. Okay. You'd be character. like, oh, like, Van Damme, yeah. Bloodsport. Right, right, like, right, that's right. The be- like, that's I vote for the one. Anthony Twilight. Anthony oh, Twilight's in the running. That's a good bo- You're not seeing me do any splits, though. That's for sure. <laughs> you gotta do the splits. And like, Commando Schwarzenegger or something. Oh, yeah. Commando and Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is not. That's a fu- interesting fucking uh, <laughs> hole right there. Because no, Van Damme in that movie, he's Seagal like all and above the law. He's like a chiseled, perfect, like like somebody drew him. Like so it was Hemsworth in in the, yeah, these trailers. Yeah. But yeah, Van Damme had a Brad Pitt Van Fight Damme, Club was r- ripped. Who? Oh yeah, Brad Pitt Brad and Fight Pitt. Club. Brad Pitt Fight Club. Was, I feel like Brad Pitt was a little like he was ripped, but he was a little too skinny. Like Van Damme was like perfect. Like his muscles were perfect. For his size. But he's also he's, like five, probably a short. Five, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a short guy. So it's all in proportion. Well. Wow, this this made, this took a turn. Look, let's turn it around. <laughs> speaking of muscles. I'm completely com- comfortable talking to you. About now, speaking of muscles, there's still one of us who doesn't believe Natalie Portman's arms are real in any of this. Is, you haven't been there, converted yet? Isn't there, rugs? To the fake fake arms yet? Rugs? Or not rugs? Imran? <laughs> oh, no. I think they're real. Okay. But I feel like Rug Boy uh, is still skeptical. I look. The point is, I don't think that they're that she didn't work out or she didn't like get do as much as she possibly could. But I think just like Tobey Maguire in Spider Man, when they have that mirror scene where he oh, wakes yeah. up in the morning, yeah. they enhanced it just mm. to like bring it over the edge. Yeah, I, I just have that theory because I look at photos from when she was f- shooting that, and she doesn't seem like to be as big as in the movie and then you i also see like in certain scenes her arms look different there's not consistently the same so when you see like these shots of you could see their shoulders very defined and all of a sudden in other shots it's not so it's like weird i don't know it's weirdly inconsistent 
So I don't know. I don't know if they, it's it's like that's like screams to me of like CG like or something like that. What we should do is post. We should also do rank Natalie Portman's bodies. Oh, yes, movie. we should. All Natalie Portman's <laughs> bodies. Which I got, movie? I got her from uh, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Okay. I'll, I'll do Natalie Portman from No, four. Closer is the best, is her best. Uh, I've never seen that. Closer? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you see, I think you see her butt in that. Really? Yeah. You, um, you would you would know which movie. <laughs> I know what. Yeah, I know all. I know it all. <laughs> you know that, like, it's that, that, uh, you remember knocked up when they were yeah. when they were yeah Mr. Categor- Skin when they were trying yeah, yeah, to they were categorizing oh, what yeah. part in each movie you could see a naked woman like Rugs already has that catalog in his head. <laughs> he's got a whole <laughs> that's spreadsheet what we were, like before the internet <laughs> like that's how we told each other like oh remember like this is the one you got to look at you got to fast forward to this spot the, every every movie Rugs has ever recommended to me has had. <laughs> A naked they, woman so in it they at made some point. this joke in Stranger Things, but every boy growing up in the eighties knew the exact time code of and fast times oh, at Bridgemount High when Phoebe Cates comes out of the oh, pool. Yeah. Right? I mean, co- candidly, I, I grew up when VHS yeah. was still I remember so you had to like, know. You had to know yeah. when, like to how long to like you press fast forward for about a good fifteen seconds. Yep, yep. And then you stop and you're yep. like Okay, there it is. I know. I know. This is around that scene. Yep. Yeah. You didn't know. If, I didn't know the timestamp, but I knew how long the hell. And the fast we didn't have the internet, and we had a no, whole we database in our head. You know, I'll take Natalie Portman from Annihilation. She's got a pretty good body in Annihilation. She's all well. I think she always, always looks good. Portman. She does. I think when she was playing Jackie Onassis, she got oh, emaciated. Yeah, Ooh. and a little bit in Black Swan, she was really skinny. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that movie scares. Yeah, me. which Black was Swan. the point. But look, for the record, Rugs, but Anthony posted this article, and the you know it's with her trainer. The article from IndieWire says uh, Portman spent ten months working out for the film, including several months of conditioning before she began actively adding muscle. I believe that. Sure, I believe okay. that. She says, says once yeah. the shoot started, she was training at four thirty. So they they said the the initial goal was to develop arm and abdominal definition, but they had to get her body conditioning, and then they would work on the parts that were showing. Right, dude, she's in great shape. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's all I'm. She's in great shape. Okay. So those are her real. There's no. I He's think saying it her. might be enhanced. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that there might be some enhancement going on because I feel like it's inconsistent and. I'm not saying that she's in terrible shape. No, I'm not she's saying in good that she's shape. flabby or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, I feel like just like with Peter Parker and Tobey Maguire, they did a little in it, little doohickey well, there. Well, that was an effect shot because that's the only time they were going to show him like shirtless, right? And the whole point right. was he was skinny before, which was probably him. And maybe they enhanced that too. I could be wrong though. I'm not saying I'm 100% right. I just have my suspicions. I have like it a looks little real my, to me. My spider sense is tingling. Oh, his spider sense is tingling. Okay. They did. There was an article. I've, I did find an article where they said she they might have tweaked her height a little bit with CGI. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, so she, she's so small. Yeah, yeah. So she can match up to Hemsworth or whatever. I mean, I, they didn't make them the same height, but yeah, I, I did see that. You just put lifts in your shoes. Yeah, I mean, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. I think walks around with permanent lifts in his. I shoes. think Al Pacino also likes to do that. Google he's Robert tiny. Downey Jr. lifts, yeah. and you'll see like the shoes he's wearing and stuff is ridiculous when he's walking around in public. <laughs> How tall is he? He's just uh he's only like five nine or five eight, but he tries to like bump himself up to almost six. Wow. Just look Google oh, Robert oh, Downey Jr. What are lifts. these big fucking uh there's kind of chunky shoes uh yeah, he's always wearing chunky uh, shoes. Yeah, these are some weird Oh, somebody did a drawing over like where his feet should be according to where his waist is and where the shoe yeah. is. 
No, but these are some like this like almost orthopedic shoes. Like this is okay. Yeah, they sell those now. This is oh to make you taller, huh? I've Ooh. seen ads on Instagram where like guys want to be taller and they'll sell them. Sh- they sell you shoes that are like a two inch lift. Oh, so you get uh, only two inches? Okay, it's a little. That's know, not really. That, that's not really anything. I've known that for years. Oh, I didn't, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, anything. It's a it's a total thing because think about this. If you're dating a woman and she puts on like a five inch heel, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. if you're not already like really tall, you gotta like combat that. So yeah, yeah. it just looks they, weirder when you look down and you're like, oh, that guy's wearing lifts. That's, that's I odd. I never noticed that, but I just googled but, that. Would, would it be that. weird if he was just wearing high heels? <laughs> <laughs> I just wear normal like, what, shoes. I mean, which one well, is the weirder one? <laughs> I don't know why, but the high, the high heels are like just so so acceptable. But why why do you think it's weirder? What do you think will look weirder? Like a dude walking in with a girl that's five inches taller than him because she's wearing heels, or a guy wearing high heels himself so he can look as tall as his girlfriend? I think at like when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, he should try to match her height. But now, if that happened and I'd see that, I'd be like, man, that dude has a lot. That dude has big ass balls. He just <laughs> does not give a fuck that that his woman is seven inches taller than him. See that? Never, yeah. That never bothered me. That I, I would be fine with that. My what? my wife's taller than me. Oh. Not a big deal. Oh, I, you look, I, but you but you have no self confidence whatsoever. Yeah. So no. it, it's it's a moot. Yeah. The, the point is moot. <laughs> I just clicked on a link for these lift shoes. They have some shoes that add. From three to five inches to your height. Yeah. There's one that adds 5.12 inches. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, those, those got to look weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. what, and, and Especially with the way pants fit two now, you can't inches. just cover that no, up. No, you can't. Wow, these are interesting. They all add like anywhere from two to five inches you could add to your height with these shoes. Huh, I might have to get some. Okay, moving on. <laughs> How tall are you, Imran? I think I'm like a hair under 5'10", maybe like a 5'9". What? A really? No way. No. Five nine, maybe a hair under five nine. I'm six foot. You're not like two inches shorter than me. I'm like what? I'm I'm a lot shorter. I thought like you were like five five eight. I've never. I haven't measured myself in a while. We have to. That, that's another thing. I I haven't seen you in a while, so maybe. I should. I need an accurate. I need to go to the doctor. We got to do it old school, where you just line your head up against a wall. And we put a pencil. You put a mark there. Yeah. Pencil mark where at the top of your head is. Yeah, I come up to Imran's belt line, so uh, I I'm only three <laughs> feet tall. So yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really want to bring it up to you. <laughs> to source up. Listen, every year I'm getting shorter. I know that. That's I don't want to find out. We're all shrinking. Hulk Hogan at one point was six seven. Yeah, I think. And now what is he? But because he. Was doing the leg drop as his finisher, which was he was just landing on his tailbone. Yeah, yeah. I read somewhere that his tailbone like started curving, oh. so he lost like three inches, Holy and then shit. he got old as well too. And then he compressed more. Oh, because man. he was compressing well, your his spine, spine. Your spine decompresses over time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like my mom is tiny now. I can fit her in my pocket. It's weird. She's rug boy size. Mad Monaghan. Mad Monaghan. <laughs> oh, Warwick Davis joke. What are we doing? Okay, moving on to another. Oh, this is good. Marvel Bring up Craven. You're going to like this. No, this is Sony. Sony's Craven the Hunter movie, right? Variety talked to Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's tall, who has been shooting this movie He's tall. on location for the first time, which is interesting. But here's what Aaron Taylor Johnson says about his Craven the Hunter uh, character, which made me go, what the fuck? He said, quote, he's just a hunter, a human with conviction, an animal lover, and a protector of the natural world. He's a very, very cool character. What oh, the, shit. This is not the fucking Craven the Hunter. He, this, Isn't a hunter the opposite of that? Yes. Any hunter? The Craven the not Hunter. Not an animal lover, an has, animal killer. He has animal heads on his wall as trophies. What is this movie? Why was he hunt Spider-Man then? 
What is I going love on? animals to kill them. Yeah. A, he, Spider-Man's a human, so he, he doesn't love him. He doesn't. I love him so much. I'm going to shoot him and hang him on my wall. Anyways, this is more Marvel of like logic. Sony. It just doesn't. What are you doing? They just don't get the fucking point of this. This is going to be great. They're going to turn every Spider-Man <laughs> villain into like a, a hero. Anti-hero. Yeah, or an anti-hero. Right. And uh, it's just kind of annoying. So I thought that was interesting that he said. Yeah, I mean, I just. A Sony. Yeah, I got this for Sony. Well, then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. That's for Sony. And uh, figure it out. It's not going to be good. Yeah, I don't think it's bullshit. It's lame. Not, it's not. Okay, that's not going to be good. Where's that button? Uh, and so lame. We, we don't have to worry about it until 2023. Uh, okay, moving on. Squid, the Squid Games, guys, got a season two renewal, which isn't really a surprise. Right, they left that open at the end. If you haven't seen it, it's open. No spoilers. Uh, but they have greenlit uh, a second season, which I'm. I love that. Geek boner. Give me more Squid Games. Give me more. I don't know what game. Do you do the same games? Or do you do different games? You do different games, right? You show me a Squid Game somewhere else in the world. Right. Well, they left it with him deciding he's going to hunt to them. Oh yeah, he was going to go back to the original Squid Games. Yeah. And there was so maybe you have him trying to infiltrate a Squid Game while you introduce another character that's involved in the game. There was a couple of plot plot threads left open to continue, and yeah, I would like to see him become one of like the workers there and try to take it down. Oh, uh, but like, but the thing that's weird is that we talked about how long it took for um the creator to make Squid Games. Like he had had this idea for twelve years, and it was a movie, and five, and now he's got like one year to come up with a sequel uh i find that that can be hard to make something good that way when you've worked your whole life around yeah yeah it's it's tough that's the thing right when you're an unknown guy and you develop something that's good with you know that that you've put in a ton of work into but then the studios are like you're awesome like we need the sequel to this Yeah. yeah and you need to turn it around now you're on our timeline now, now you're, you're not really a big working. enough name where you can say "fuck off." Right. I'm doing it on my own timeline. You got to ride that momentum, right? It's similar to like how bands, like when they first get a record deal, they have a set of songs they've been playing for years, and they get that first record, and then the record company's like, "Okay, we need five more, one every year. Keep pumping them out." No, yeah. and they're like, "Fuck, we've been playing these ten songs for like ten years. We ha- we've got to start writing shit." Either comes out good or uh, it doesn't. You can't do it. Yeah, it's a stressful position to be in, be forced to be creative. The only thing I can say is that this creator clearly left it open at the end of Squid Game Season 1. So maybe he already had something in mind in case it does get renewed. It's possible. I I feel like whenever you create something on that level, you always have that in the back of your mind. Like, how will we continue this story? If Is it over? Is there another possibility? Because... If it is successful, that's you have to be prepared for that. And I think it's different now compared to like back in the day when you should be prepared with something. It's more likely to get picked up. Like, you know, once we get to Star Wars, we could talk about how George Lucas had retconned all sorts of shit in the second movies and third movies because he didn't think of the first one was going to be successful or he was going to get a green light for any more. So then now you got to start making shit up and contradicting yourself, whatever. We live in a sequel like the environment now it's yeah. all sequel it's all ip so you have to think about it i trust him the fucking show was a genius i can't wait to see what they bring us now the real story is this netflix the same day they announced the uh, squid game season two they announced that they're turning squid game into a real life 
game show on Netflix. And I was like, what? This, if nobody is being murdered in these games, what is the point of watching? They're going to have 456 players and they're going to be playing for a $4.56 million prize that only one person is going to ultimately win. Uh, is, does this pique anybody's interest? Again, if you're not killing the motherfucker, uh, you don't call it Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to do, I feel like this, this, this idea is, if you're, obviously you're not killing people, right? So this idea has already been played out. It's like the challenge. It's called the Squid Game, the challenge, like the MTV show. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. MTV's the challenge yeah. is, is similar in that they do make them do gross and, High risk things for money. So was that uh, a you good have to show? I never watched that. I like the challenge. Yeah, because yeah, but you would have to, you'd have to be invested in watching them on reality TV first, and then they'd come over to the challenge. Oh, I see. Yeah, is it like Fear Factor kind of thing? Then also, Somewhat, yeah. Okay, Fear, yeah, Fear Factor is similar. That that's and then they bang each thing. other. Oh, of they course. do bang each other. That's <laughs> a, that's the appeal of the challenge is they do this the stunts, but they actually start banging each other. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Yeah, that's the challenge. Fear fact that was the level up on Fear Factor. Yeah, you just had Joe Rogan being nuts on Fear Factor. Yeah, we got hot people eating weird things, and then they bang each other. Yeah, and then they eat it out yeah. each other. But I don't know how. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> yeah, you just glossed over that. Keep what? going. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go back to that. Yeah. We can just. Uh, I going. don't know yeah. how. Do you do like the same games we see in the show? How do you do? You like, have the, to, otherwise. Yeah, yeah but. Was it a paint gun instead of a real gun? Like I, I think Mr. Fun. Beast like tried to do that. He did but, on the YouTubes. Yeah. Uh tried to do a real well, what, gun. what were the games? There was the There was a, uh, the uh Red Light, game. Green Light. Red Light, Green Light, Tug green. of War. Yeah. There Tug was, of War you could easily do and the, the Marble Game. The Marble game was crazy. Which one was the Marble game? Where they Oh had, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Marble game. Bags of Marbles. That doesn't seem as riveting though. No. That was only like, good in the in that episode because of the way the story was right. going. They had that thing where you cut out the little honeycomb. Honeycomb. The, the honeycomb game. Yeah. Eh, riveting on the show. I don't know yeah. riveting with real people. The, what were the other The one? glass game would be cool. Oh, fuck. The glass game you could do and just have a... Uh, people fall onto yeah. like a trampoline below. Or but something. it looks like they've disappeared. Right. Like, there's this show on Netflix called The Floor is Lava, right? It's really ridiculous and silly, and I love it. And I want to go on it. And they literally build this obstacle course with, like, liquid that's bubbling. It's obviously, it's not lava, but the funny thing is when the people fall in the liquid, they just, like, disappear. And you don't see them get out. So it's like they're just dead. Uh, so it, it it completes the illusion of the fake lava uh, successfully. So maybe make it like that, but just more scary. I don't know. I don't Watch an episode. Well, yeah. I see what it's like. I just think it's funny how they missed the whole point of the Squid Game, which is like. I'm about, surprised it's coming out a year later. Yeah, they should have already had this done. This thing was huge. But like the point of Squid Game was like a, a, a commentary on capitalism, right? And how people do crazy things to pay off their debts. And the, and now they like just ignoring that point and making it a farce of what it is, I guess. I don't well, you know, it's not like it didn't exist before. That's, so it's, that's it's already. This has always been the case. So. They're just going to use the brand to like generate interest, and it's probably going to suck. I'll watch one episode. Yeah, uh, listener, check out our T Public shop where you can get T-shirts and mugs and hoodies and lots of Jock and Nerd swag. Jock and Nerd to be the new uh, hipster. Jock and Nerd hipsters are done. We discussed that. You can now be the next thing. Get ahead of the trend. Buy a graphic tee. Jockandnerd.com/shop. Okay, last thing in the news. 
I mentioned Marvel is returning to uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Warner Brothers will also be at Hall H, Warner Brothers Discovery this year with uh, David Zaslov having to uh, deal with a lot of shit as the new head of Warner Brothers. He's fired a lot of people, cut a lot of shows. They will have panels for House of Dragon, The Sandman, Harley Quinn. Uh, but he said they're going to be some big changes for the studio's approach to Comic-Con this year. There won't be any presence on the convention floor, which is where normally shows like The Flash, Superman, Lois, and Supernatural would be there. Now, I don't know if you guys, I've been following this news. CW apparently is up for sale. They're trying, Warner Brothers trying to sell the whole network off. So I don't know how much longer. Wow. Yeah, they you know, they don't want CW anymore. Uh, so I don't know how much longer those shows have. And they said anything in 2023, we're not going to talk about. So this may be a way around talking about the Flash movie because you got to imagine. Yeah, that's what everybody's going to want to know about. Yeah, that makes sense. Just not don't let's just come out right and say we're not talking about 2023. How would you handle this, Anthony? You know they're going to get questions. But that's probably a good move. Not that's, just yeah. You just you set the tone right away. But with the questions, we're only talking about stuff this year, which is Black Adam and Shazam: Fury of the Gods, probably. Right. Uh, no but, questions about next year. That's but, it. But I'm curious as to what Dave Zaslav has in store moving forward. We talked about how they're trying to make three silos, three separate things with uh, Warner Brothers and DC as one, and animation in one. Uh, and they have HBO Max shows. So what new direction will he be bringing? Uh, update on uh, the Ezra Miller situation. Uh, something else happened. Are you oh, no. Are you surprised? No. No. Okay. This time, Rolling Stone reports that the Flash star Ezra Miller is currently, quote unquote, hosting a 25-year-old mother and th- her three young children at their Vermont farm. Uh, the father of those kids and at least two other people have expressed concerns about the situation. They are alleging that the pl- farm is unsafe for children. Uh, allegedly, there's guns strewn around the place. One story, one person claimed a baby put a bullet, a loose bullet in her mouth. He also has. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One person claimed that he also apparently he's he's got like a marijuana cannabis farm. He's growing lots of plants, but he's not licensed to be a cannabis farm. So the father is trying to get these kids and the mother back. The mother, however, says the Ezra Miller helped her escape from a quote violent and abusive ex. She tells a uh, comic book movie about comma to tell you talk to these people that. Miller's ranch has been a healing haven. She says oh, so he's a hero. He's taking care of her. She says they may have firearms for self-defense purposes and they are stored in a part of the house that the children never go in. My kids are able to relax more into yeah, their they st- keep them in the salad, I guess. Yes. It's the hiding the guns in the <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah, sure. Uh, again, this sounds like he wants to start a cult, some kind of cult. Uh, another person on the internet uh, made this great, comparison that Ezra Miller is turning into like a real life A-Train from The Boys and it's kind of accurate if you think about it (laughs) yes what A-Train is going through in season 3 also Oh, uh, and just A-Train yeah so 
There's more. Uh, and also, I guess there was going to be an HBO Max spinoff Flash show, which they rumored, of course, to be canceled. They said they're, they're probably not going to work with Ezra Miller. It's not stopping with this Ezra Miller. We have a whole year of fun ahead of us. Ezra is a different cat, that's for sure. And you know what's interesting is all of these stories and allegations, they they have two sides. Like the people involved are, are like, no, Ezra Miller, help me out. And the, the on the other side, the reporting is that he's doing these crazy things. So like, it's very weird. But he did throw things at people and he did try threaten to fucking kill some people. Well, they normal. did. Yeah, that's normal. That's just yeah, that's, that's actors, normal. Actors being actors. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That will. I have no more comments on it. I will just continue to see how this plays out. And how's a, how's Warner Brothers going to show up at San Diego Comic Con and not still remain quiet? They're going to catch a lot of fucking flack. This is going to be interesting. You got to hire Johnny Depp's lawyer. Holy shit, this oh, is yeah. going to be interesting. I object to this question. <laughs> you know, Depp lost that suit initially in the UK. You guys know that, right? Right, yeah. He, well, he lost, but he lost. He was suing the paper for defamation. Oh, that time he was suing the paper. This time he sued her. Yeah, and that time the court basically called him like a child, uh, a husband, a wife abuser. Right. Threw it out. And then, yeah, then he came to the States and won that one, suing straight her. Interesting. Hollywood types. It's crazy. Okay. Let's take a break here. Play some promos. We'll come back and geek out about Star Wars and Obi-Wan's whole first season right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookie Affair. I like that Wookie. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today and remember the Force will be with you always. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Listener, if you enjoy the show and you want to support the show, we have an awesome fan club you can join. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis and you get stuff like you get access to an exclusive podcast feed with bonus content. The shows come out early. There's post shows. There's instant reactions. There's mini movie reviews. Hours of extra stuff to uh, listen to immediately when you join. You get Discord benefits. We do a monthly Discord hangout just for Patreon. So not this month. We didn't do it this month. We were gonna <laughs> we're gonna resume in July of 2022, July 21st, Thursday, July 21st, 8 p.m. Central Time. Be there. This one we're gonna do. There's a lot to catch up. I love these. I love catching up with our listeners. And we have a you pick it tier where you can force us to watch and review any movie you want. That's a lot of fun. We have a lot of picks in. 
the list that we're going to get to. In fact, we did one last week. We did Hudson Hawk, the Ugh. fantastic Bruce Willis buddy. How did that go over? Film. Well, it went over so well that Jesse Rodriguez, another patron, sent in, changed his latest pick. Jesse Rodriguez wrote it and said, after hearing this last show, I'm going to need to change my pick to Top Gun Maverick. Oh, shit. What was he originally doing? Uh, he had, I have already changed it. I forgot oh. what it was. Um, gotcha. But we hadn't got to that third one. But you know what? I feel like he wants us to enjoy a movie, maybe. And that's why he put this in. I appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> coincidentally, the movie has made a billion dollars now. Oh, shit. Over 500 million domestic. This is Tom Cruise's first billion dollar movie. Only the second movie to crack a billion since the start of the pandemic. The first one being Spider-Man No Way Home. And we may have this uh, review. Should we tell them as early as next week, Anthony? We put it now. Yeah, perhaps. Okay. Uh, barring anything unforeseen, that's when we're going to do barring it. Barring anything crazy, uh, Jesse Rodriguez, we're going to do your pick. Because we've all we missed the boat on this movie. We've all kind of wanted to see it. And now we have a reason. We shouldn't have had to have a reason. But now we have a reason. So I can't wait. Join the fan club. Get your movie pick. Enjoy all the benefits. Jockinoon.com slash Patreon. Okay, this week's review, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus has completed its run. All six episodes are out. The finale aired last week. So we will be discussing the finale and the whole season. Here are your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? spoiled! Anthony, how do you want to do this? You want to catch us up on just how the thing wraps up or the back half of it? We did talk about the first two episodes and then... Briefly commented on episodes three, four, and five along the weeks. No, I think we should just get into it. Okay. I don't know if we need a recap. Maybe just an overall idea of what the show is about. Okay, sure. The The show is about Obi-Wan is kind of lost as, as a Jedi. He's looking for his way. He doesn't really have a purpose anymore because of... Order 66 and all these Jedis have been taken out and it seems like the Empire is ruling over everything and Obi-Wan's only real thing that he's doing is he's kind of watching Luke from afar and he gets called into a mission because Leia gets uh, kidnapped and he's kind of forced into resuming his Jedi duties to get to her and what that really is is a ploy for him to be reunited with Darth Vader because Vader has been traveling the galaxy looking for Obi-Wan. So you kind of have that in play where Obi-Wan is not wanting to really be a Jedi anymore, not really wanting to do anything, kind of just wants to live a quiet life, but he's forced into something because of his relationship with Luke and Leia uh, that turns out to be a scheme to get him in front of Darth Vader, who's the guy that he failed in the prequel series, uh, Anakin. And he lives a lot of regret because of that. Yeah, the show set between, you know, episodes three and A New Hope uh, does end up adding a lot of depth to things and creating, you know, certain plot holes and retcons, but adding more more depth to these characters that we've known. What did you think of how it all ended up in episode six, Anthony? The show is like the definition of a mixed bag. I didn't particularly not I didn't particularly hate episode six. I kinda liked some of it. The best stuff on the show is Vader and Obi Wan stuff, in my opinion. The worst stuff is the subplot with Reva. 
and how badly staged a lot of the action scenes are. To me, the show is very reliant on like a lot of nostalgia stuff. Like, hey, it's cool. Look at you get to see Kid Leia. Hey, it's cool. We get to see Kid Luke. You get to see Vader again. You get to see this. You get to see that. And any of the new stuff they really added didn't really work, in my opinion. I.e., Riva. Just to me, it seems like the show was really. If I if I had to pinpoint where I think the show um, misstepped, I think it was really because it it was intended to be a movie. The movie gets sidelined because Solo bombs, so they're like, we can't do these movies anymore. Then Mandalorian does well, and they're like, oh, we need to do these TV shows. The TV shows the thing, so they dust off Obi Wan and they make it into a TV show, and they don't have six episodes worth of stuff, which is why you get two episodes where the main plot is him helping Leia. Uh, rescuing her from twice, being, yeah, yeah, rescuing her yeah. twice in in a six episode show. So I can't say it's like awful, like Boba Fett I think was. I can't really say it's good either because it's just there's huh. so much mixed, so many mixed things about the show where I'm just like, oh, this is not great, but oh, this is kind of fun. Like last episode for sure, I liked seeing Vader and Obi Wan fight. And I liked the stuff with Vader and his like half face and oh. he's. That's that's you know when he's talking in the Earl Jones Earl James Earl Jones, Earl Jones yeah. James, James Earl Jones mixing. and he's talking in Anakin yeah and it's crap. mixing and oh. it's kind of creepy, but then you have the whole Reva thing where it's just like what 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 the hell's going on here so yeah I mean I'm not the Star Wars guy but no I love your takes uh, though wasn't my favorite I do love your non Star Wars fan takes because it, it it always brings about something interesting and the comment of the movie thing now once we've seen the whole show. That really rings true. Like you can see it. Like that—that synopsis you gave about the whole show is a perfect plot for a movie, right? And right. now that we've seen everything, you can kind of see what the movie was and how they padded and kind of inserted the Reva character kind of clunkily to pad things out. And well, no, I think Reva was always. Oh, you think there. Reva was there? Yeah, because but I think that I guess she was instrumental in. I I feel together. like and I hate to say this is that Disney, you know, I is in a lot of ways ruining Star Wars oh. because they have these things that they do and like for example, like George Lucas, of course, wanted to redeem Darth Vader, all right, but the Emperor is not redeemable. Like right. there's there's evil characters in Star Wars that are just evil, yeah. not misunderstood. They're just evil, you know. They're just that, that they need to to become Sith. They need to embrace evil and, and violence and killing and, and all the anger and stuff like that. So there are characters that are purely evil. And if they just made Reva purely evil and her goal was to kill Darth Vader. Yep. But not so because out of revenge for because that makes her whole entire existence no, make no sense. She's like killing other Jedi right. all the time right. to get to Darth Vader. Her goal should be to be the next emperor like uh. that she wants that kind of power uh. that she feels like she's she can do things better than Darth. Vader. she wants to rule the galaxy like that would have been a much better story for her a, be- a better story arc and then maybe being around leia kind of starts to soften her a little bit and she starts to actually you know she's captured this person and tortured her but like she really sees a resilience and she kind of remembers what it's like to be a kid at her age and when she had her tragedy, like they had so much there they could have worked with, but they went for this Disney shit where like oh, every, every character has got to be redeemable. Every, uh, you know, every character has got misunderstood. If you, you know, it's just really weird and it, it's very predictable. And I, I predicted it right from the first episode. 
I think I said like Reva's going to be, did. yeah, Reva's going to be this character that uh, is actually using her Ben Kenobi to get to Darth Vader. Yeah, and the way her like her story arc ends is just it seemed a little forced and rushed, and all of a sudden she can't kill the kid. But here's the other problem with the show, right? We know there's any Star Wars fan six at least six of the characters on this show don't fucking die. So where are your stakes? Where's the tension? You know she doesn't kill Darth Vader. You know she's not. Gonna, she doesn't kill Luke. We know they all survive. Now you got to work within this, and I think sometimes it worked, and sometimes you're like, well, of course we know it's going to happen. Rugs, let me ask you this. Episode six had some fucking dope shit. Had the lightsaber battles were epic. The fucking force raising the rocks, the rock battle there with the epic? slicing. The, I thought there was some cool I thought they shit. were serviceable. Okay, did the good outweigh the bad in this show for you? though? I feel like, look, my overall opinion of it is um, I was entertained and I feel like that at least Obi-Wan got his shit together in the end and they put up a good fight and it actually, you know, uh, but so in the broad strokes, I think it's an enjoyable experience, you know, more than it is a bad experience, but I really, and nothing is perfect. Everything has got plot holes in it, but I mean, the amount of them in this show is just a lot like of the glaring ones. Like how many times is Reva going to get, Stabbed and survived. Yeah, how how many alive? people getting? Nobody dies from a wound anymore. How did she get to like, Tatooine so quickly? <laughs> nobody knows. What was she because gonna do with Luke? She, like she, she appears in places like out of nowhere. What was the plan? You, um, you kill Luke and know. then you tell Anakin that you killed the son he didn't even know he fucking had. Like I understand what. Yeah, what was that plan? What her plan was? Yeah, there's just some really ham-fisted writing. Like, yeah, like Leia has no character arc. Like, she doesn't seem changed by the experience at all. Well, the more I thought about it, though, the more I kind of, uh, I, I really, look, I liked the Leia character. I even liked the actor. By, she by was the good. End and, and I liked her relationship with Obi-Wan. And if you think about how Leia later, she goes from politics to being like a, a rebel and being on the ground and being a general, you could see how this whole experience but inform her, you know, she gets the whole the holster from Tala, and uh, the fact that she had this whole thing with Obi Wan. But she whole was time. rebellious from the get go. She, she was, was like she never was. listening to her parents. That's true. That's true. So it's like she was always this like kid that was like doing shit she wasn't like craving adventure. So it's like she doesn't really change. I feel like I feel like she should change a little bit. Um, I think the only person who had an arc was Reva. And but she's the least interesting character. She was interesting in the beginning, and I could have used but the arc makes no sense. Yeah, it's just a forced arc. I liked how they yeah. made her the Grand Inquisitor, and they were like, "Just kidding, you're not the Grand Inquisitor." And the fucking Grand Inquisitor was alive. Yeah, the whole time. See, I would have done it differently. I, I I agree. There's. I was trying to think about how I would have done the show, and I think first off, I think Obi Wan does kind of have a, a little bit of an arc, right? Like he's back yeah. to being the Jedi. Yeah. By the end, you know, he's wearing black throughout the episode. And then in the end, he finally puts on the white cloak. Like he's back to embracing his Jedi-ness or whatever the hell. But I would have focused more on Obi-Wan. I felt like the show kind of got derailed a lot. Like what what derails the show is I think the, the two most interesting characters are clearly Obi-Wan and, and Vader and that relationship. Yet the show has Reva in it more than it has Vader. 
So what I would have done is I would have taken Reva out. I would have taken the kid. I would have taken Leia out because the the reason I would have taken Leia out is it's too similar to Mandalorian in that they use a child in this case Leia in the in Mandalorian Grogu to bring in this like cowboy into battle, and the the whole show revolves around the cowboy protecting the kid. So it's too similar. I would have just left Leia out, left uh, Reva out, and had. Obi-Wan be this cowboy that like is lost off the saddle, doesn't know, doesn't is like disenchanted with everything, feels like he failed Anakin and has just failed everything and trouble just finds him. Like the empire is just encroaching on his space and he gets called into action ah. inadvertently. He can't help he's it. Like, yeah. He can't help yeah. it, right? Like he's just a good man, so he's going to have to like help this uh-huh. this like this town getting like fucked That's up by the like empire. That's still like the Mandalorian though right there. Kind of. Yeah, but he's not protecting a kid. Yeah, yeah. He's doing it because he he's just he's a Obi Wan's still a good man, and as he like kind of gets wrapped up in this stuff, they like the the Empire finds out like there's this guy, there's this like gunslinger like helping out. What's going on? And and Vader knows right away it's fucking Obi Wan. Yeah, and th- and that's like you build up that tension. So then that it's like ha- that middle episode, yeah. you do that fight scene, but Obi Wan doesn't know that Vader's alive. Right. Similar to what they did here, and Vader knows. And Vader comes like on the brink of killing him. They get, they get like Obi Wan gets away, and then Obi Wan's like throughout the le- second half of the episode. It's like they do the like the Dark Knight Rises thing with Batman, where he needs to be rebuilt and born. Oh. And it's like he needs to like confront Vader, and not only like physically get, gain back the Jedi strength, but also like mentally come back and like this is the man that like I failed, and I need to come back, yeah. and I need to like get rid of this guy. And I think. Like focusing on them two and like leaving out Leia, leaving out Riva, and really focusing on like that 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 tension that they've had and that shared history, I think would have been served the show much better. That's the show I wanna see. Jesus That's the show I, everyone I, wanna see. Yeah, or like maybe even Obi Wan like strays so far from being a Jedi that he starts his own family and then Oh yeah, oh, maybe like hill. maybe maybe the Empire yeah. it kills and he's got it. He's sensitive. like Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, that's I mean they do yeah that's that's also like similar to what they did with um, Tony Stark in Endgame right where he's like he's so disenchanted by being a superhero that he starts his own family but then inevitably gets pulled back in yeah. and because he's a good man he's gonna, he's gonna come back mm. in. I could have used more of Obi Wan getting his groove back. You know, I feel yes. like that was rushed. You didn't really see they did like teased it a little, but then they would always cut away to other things. Yeah, ultimately it wasn't a show about Obi Wan, but fuck every Vader scene. I loved. I want a Vader show. I did like Vader. And that fucking fight and the Ewan McGregor, fucking fantastic throughout all this. That fucking fight where he slices the helmet off and then he's just he sees him and he just goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was acting his ass Holy off. Holy right shit. There. That was emotional as fuck. And like he is saying goodbye. Like that's when Anakin does die right there. And Darth and I love his line. Anakin's line is like, You don't have to feel bad. I'm not your failure. You didn't kill Anakin. I did. And his voice is mixing. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, That's so good. That was so good. Yeah. Uh, the one criticism I have, Deborah Chow, overall, solid directing. But in a lot of these action scenes, there's a lot of handheld shaky cam, like too shaky. I feel like it wasn't that necessary. It's, it's uh, very unevenly directed. There's shots that are great. Yes. There's shots that are just, I'm thinking, what are you doing? There's some beautiful Wait, did shots. Did she direct every episode? I think she did. Yes. It's yeah, uneven. I was going to say. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with Rugs. I don't think I can give her credit for an amazingly I mean, directed but series. But when it's good, it's fucking gorgeous, right? There's yeah, some and, great but when shit. it's bad, you get a scene where you're a, a five-year-old <laughs> outrunning. They're shooting it in a way where it's like impossible to believe this 10-year-old is outrunning grown men. <laughs> yeah, it's just there is a – there. yeah, it's just not – when you can see other – like even in the animated series, when they direct it, it's better. Like you watch the Ahsoka yeah. Tano versus yeah, Darth Maul fight. That's a great fight. That's fucking and great. Fight. It is fucking thrilling, and it it, it it it's shot beautifully. So um, yeah, there's there's better ways to shoot this stuff. I mean, I've got. I wrote down. I mentioned it last last week, but since we're doing the review, I'll say it again. I think I've got like four or five scenes that are just horribly directed. Yeah, you've got the two chase scenes. That's two. Yeah. You've got the scene where they're plowing into this barricaded door, and then later on, uh, Reva just cuts it open with the fucking lights. <laughs> yeah. <in. laughs> You've got the scene where they literally have Leia in the trench coat <laughs> walking next yeah. to next to Obi Wan yeah. there while they're sneaking out, and no one's like, "What the hell?" You is think that? there's a kid under there? That's <laughs> ah, fine. Right. And then you have the scene where uh, Vader pull. Or there's two scenes. There's Vader stopping because fire gets in front of him <laughs> i guess they were like alluding to like the lava yeah, like, yeah that's the only thing i can think of but then there's a scene where again last week he pulls down the ship and doesn't see that there's another ship yeah, but behind this, there this is like this vader who's impatient who's not willing to wait no, but what, what i'm talking about that's not, that's terrible directing. directing all right i liked when he staged pulled the ship it in down. a way yeah. that i can believe okay okay staged in a way i can believe that not everyone on screen is a complete moron <laughs> you're like what are you doing the ship was right there the whole time that you 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 don't serve anyone well by directing scenes yeah, where everyone looks stupid. You got yeah you, the way it's staged, it doesn't help the situation, and the fact that it's written that way also is right. You know, right? It's not the greatest. So you could have a director like pull off some bad writing if they're directed well. It'll sure. it'll slide by. Yeah. But if it's if you're not nailing it. If you're not nailing yeah. a chase scene with a with a little girl and making it look like you're watching Home Alone all of a sudden, <laughs> you know it's like okay, when's the pain can gonna hit this guy in the head? But the- I almost I almost believe too, like it might have been written that way, but that's on the director. I think mm. like you got it. You got to be able to stage a scene mm. where it's believable that something like this is happening. Yeah, those are those are pretty glaringly. Uh- like writing to me is like bad oh scenes. that that plot point right, makes no right, sense right, right, that right, dialogue right, is really right, bad yeah but staging like I think staging falls on like the director yeah, and yeah. the shots so, the way, like yeah. the last Jedi had way better um you know staging even though some mm-hmm. of that was weird but like you know that had way more flair mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and of course it's a film and like any of the any of the prequels and sequels had you know very serviceable i mean the darth maul fight was great you know like yeah. very memorable shots you know what'd so. you think of uh we got to see fucking qui-gon liam neeson only shows up when a child has been kidnapped that's his mo someone explain to me what he's like i got a set of there. skills he's like i got a specific <laughs> set of skills i can bring your child back she's been why, taken. why does he come back i thought he was dead 
He's dead, but he's like a force, force ghost. He's the only uh, guy that dies from getting a, a lightsaber through him. Like everybody else oh, lives yeah. fine. So no he problem. died in the first. Yeah, you movie. can get a full lightsaber yeah. through you through your stomach. But Obi Wan was trying to talk to him the whole time, and finally he shows up because he's ready to like talk to him. But I didn't think we'd see Liam Neeson as Qui Gon again since for the first time since like 1999 or whenever that right. movie came out. That's crazy. That movie that that. That part should have played off better, but again, they they really didn't focus on Obi Wan getting yeah. his groove. No, back. they needed more of that. So that would have meant more, like if the whole series kind of focused on that, and then oh, then like you finally Obi Wan's able to kind of overcome Vader, and then Qui Gon shows up because he's like, "You're ready for me again." So maybe it is the Leia thing was padding for a movie, and you could have still like it would have been better as a movie with those, just think about this. Taken. They had that great like Blade Runner backdrop, yeah, and yeah. they and the yeah. two major fight scenes were in like deserts. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Barren, like that. To me, when I saw that Blade Runner esque like fucking Neo Tokyo fucking thing, I'm like, oh. There's a fucking be a fucking lightsaber battle against that. That's gonna be fucking. They're sick. just I mean, running around that. the whole time yeah. in that. No, when that trailer came out, I even yeah. said on the show, yeah. I said that's a cool looking scene. Yeah. That's that's a cool that's a cool spot to potentially do stuff. At least they didn't. At least they anymore. weren't on Tatooine the whole fucking time, which is what I thought we were gonna get. They I'm might like, have well have been because. That but that these barren ass planets. That planet though with the rock spires that where they had the last battle, that was a cool planet and they give you the opportunity to like break the rock and then you he does Yeah, but imagine they were in a city and Darth was, Vader I was mean, fucking ripping down buildings that, and shit. That'd have been dope. That'd have been dope. <laughs> yeah. We did see Vader walk down the street and just fucking kill people. That was badass. Yeah, that was cool. Just but fucking They probably didn't have the money. It felt like probably. TV. It, it yeah. felt like TV. There was like the first episode felt very um cinematic yeah because mm. it was like this slow burn yeah. it was like him yeah. like and it, and and it lent it lent itself to the direction it wasn't a lot of action being done it was like more about mood and it was they nailed that with the direction there but when it came to action and when it came to like trying to stage like a, a an event like a like a moment a, like a like cinematic fucking action moment it kind of it just it it barely holds itself together. So um, yeah, it does feel very TV. It definitely starts to feel you feel the the cinematic quality drop off, and you feel like you're watching TV. Too. So there was that one scene too where it gave me um, CW vibes. It was oh. the last up. I think the last episode uh-huh. or one before uh-huh. that. Remember when they all break in to the the compound yeah. that they're yeah, in? Yeah, and they're shooting, and they're shooting yeah, at each yeah, other, yeah. and they're so close, yeah. and no one's getting shot. That's Star Wars, like, though. That happens know, in every Star so Wars. Bad. And then you had the great sacrifice of Tala, who I love Tala. Fucking Indira Varma did a lot of fucking cool shit for her and helped him out. And then her and the, I love the loader droid and they both sacrificed themselves. So sad. How much did they pay Camille Nanjani to be a Oh, Kumail is back at the end looking at, looking after Leia. I was glad to see him <laughs> again. He's still around. How much? Do, I don't know. How much did they pay Joel Edgerton to be a glorified cameo? Wait, Joel Edgerton was uh, Uncle Owen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Owen and Beru though they were fucking. They were ready. They were fucking strapped. Well, Owen was like, a, he was ready to leave, and then his wife's like, "No, we're staying yeah, and fighting." Beru was bad. All of the men are pussies in this. I show. know. And the wife was like, "Grab the gun." <laughs> we're gonna and like they were shooting at her and also missed, even though she was right there. Yeah, like, I don't know why you missed on the first shot. She didn't know you were fucking pointing the gun at her. Her her whole her whole. Well, you said this yeah. before, but it's worth saying her whole plot. Makes no goddamn sense. It kind of doesn't. What is her plan? I don't know what what she was doing throughout this whole thing. It is kind of confusing. It's like she gets stabbed through the stomach. I mean, 
up to that point, it didn't make sense. Then she gets stabbed through the stomach, and she's like, oh, I can't kill Vader. I'm going to have a temper tantrum and kill Luke. Yeah, what is that going to do? What does that have to do with what anything? Is that gonna, and I'm still stabbed, and I'm dying, but I'm not going to die, and she's fine. And then, yeah, and then, like Rug said, then she has, like, this turn at the end, and it's like, what? <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand what what her character went like, through. Like out this of moment. all the Jedi's that you killed and all the people that you killed, yeah. now you stop because of what? Because of the right. kid? Oh well, because she was about to kill Luke and because, she saw herself as a youngling getting stabbed. But she never saw herself as a youngling. Yeah, all I, the I, countless I, I times know. that she tried to kill, she killed people. I mean, I love the moment. There was a literal fucking trophy room of fucking dead Jedi yeah. in Amber. Yeah, how many people did she kill? I could have used more of like the whole Inquisitor scene. And too. how does that help you get to Darth? Vader? No. How does that make you feel better about getting to Darth Vader? Well, she failed. Yeah. She failed she was, to kill right. Vader. She was being used by him, too. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. I, I can understand that, she that she's like, all right, I give up now. I, I can't beat him. He's too powerful. Maybe that's it. But why would you, at that point, why would you go and try and kill Luke? It doesn't right. make that sense. That doesn't make any sense. She does because she doesn't know that that's Darth's no, son, she right? Knows no. Now. She knew at the end when she found that fucking communicator device and she heard the message. But if okay, so she her. kills Luke. Yeah, what is that? And then she goes, "Hey, Luke, Darth, I killed your and son." Like, What's that? And he's like, "What are you talking? What are you talking? About? He's still <laughs> yeah, how <laughs> shitty is how shitty is Bail Organa at fucking uh, keeping shit, shit quiet? <laughs> yes. Oh God, use code words on these messages, you idiot! What are you doing? Don't say say on the son, dumbass." I love that line though, where at the end, I think it was the end of episode five, where Vader's approaching and and Obi Wan is like, "You're not bringing me to him; I'm bringing him to you." But then she couldn't kill him. So didn't really matter. Uh, I did like, oh, another quick turn at the very end. So Obi-Wan, uh, d- like Darth Vader starts winning the battle. In fact, he does the whole thing where he gets the high ground and he shoves him down and buries him. And then Obi-Wan remembers Le- Luke and Leia and gets the power and comes back strong. That shit was cool. But then slices his helmet open and Vader's down. He, he stabs his computer, his fucking computer panel, which is great. And Vader's down, and he decides to have mercy on him and doesn't kill him, which, okay, whatever. We know he's not going to die. And then the next thing we see is Vader on Mustafar, and he's checking in with Palpatine, who's played by Ian McDiarmid, and he's like, I will get Ben Kenobi. Don't worry. And the Emperor's like, oh, I think your past is making you weak. And he's just like, oh, just kidding. I only serve you, Master. And <laughs> just flips. And then they play the fucking Death the Empire march, which was awesome. But then he just goes, oh, Kenobi's nothing. I will serve you. I'm like, why did he stop going after Obi-Wan at that point? Like, did he never ever go after him again? That's what that's bad writing. Right what the there. fuck is that? That's like the the Emperor said the Emperor should have been like, I forbid you to fucking go after yeah, him. He's just You're like gonna you, get killed. Yeah. No. He's like, your past is making you weak. He's like, oh, never mind. He's nothing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh I did love also at the very end when Owen lets uh Ben talk to Luke and he does the hello there line, which is great because that's the first line Alec Guinness says in A New Hope in Star Wars. When they meet in A New Hope, did they, was it like they already knew each other? I forgot. No, so Luke Skywalker just knew of this guy who lives in the desert, crazy old Ben. So he doesn't even remember this, that he was chased and almost killed by this crazy lady. I don't know. Well, he he got knocked out. He did get knocked out because he fell because he's a dumb kid. But I mean, he lives in Tatooine. There's fucking Tuscan Raiders constantly shooting at him. Yeah, There's that, all kinds yeah. of. I don't. 
I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't go the, as far as saying because he got All chased right, by so, that lady, he would make the connection to Ben. Yeah, Obi-Wan. And so he does meet Ben once. I don't know what else they say, but then Ben fucks off and just rides off into the desert. Uh, yeah, he's completely unrecognizable when he comes back. He looks like a completely then, different dude. And you know what? The <laughs> age does actually match up a little bit. Alec Guinness was like sixty-one in the New Hope. Ewan McGregor is about fifty-one. And there is 10 hmm. years difference between this uh, this show and the next time oh, we see okay. him. So you could realistically, if he lived in the desert, yeah, he left his cave. So I don't know where he's going. Uh, they didn't really. Uh, Ewan McGregor said he'd come back for a season two. But the, the, the showrunners said we, we saw this as a limited series. So do, would you want a season two? There's still more stories to shoehorn in this. Well, thing. we already got the big story, which is him versus Darth Vader. There's nothing really. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like. I feel like there is this, there's like a lot of things where Obi-Wan was trying to hook up with a girl on a Mandalore and um, that she, she gets killed. Remember, like he was kind of flirtatious with the leader of Mandalore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. See, like I also thought it was awkward that they did. Why did they go to the Attack of the Clones era, uh, Obi-Wan? For the and, flashback. Yeah, like there's a whole, like it would have been awesome. It would have been awesome if they did. Clone Wars Anakin and and um Obi-Wan was wearing the fucking Clone Wars armor yeah. that he wears. Oh right. And number one, it would give legitimacy to the Clone Wars. It would be age accurate. Like at that point, you know, Anakin's like, you know, about as old as he is in, in Revenge of the Sith. So that age is better than Attack of the Clones when he's like a, a teenager. You know, and the de-aging wouldn't have been so crazy. You know what I mean? It was just a weird time period for them to do that, that, that battle. Yeah. And he looked old when he was supposed to be like 19. That was a really weird. Yeah. They, I just thought it was an odd flashback. choice. Like they, they, they didn't have to go back that far to make that scene make sense. Yeah. And it would be cool to see Obi-Wan in that, in that costume and, and Anakin in that other suit I, that he has. I, there's this one article that uh, has this theory that, and I I think it's true how every episode of Obi-Wan reflects the Star Wars Skywalker saga movies. Because the episodes themselves were called episode one through six. They didn't have a title. So every episode lines up with the movies one through six in a, some kind of fashion. Some of it's a stretch that they say, but I can see, yeah. I can see what they're getting at. Like she, and I think, they just wanted to pay tribute and have a little Easter egg like these line up. But I do think this would have been better as a movie because it, you could have tightened it up. And I just wanted to see Anakin and Obi-Wan fucking fight. And they showed me that. I could have used more of that and more Kumail than Johnny. Always. Definitely think it would have been better as a movie. All right. Well, let's uh, let's rate this. Anthony, was it satisfying overall? What would you give it? Not as bad as Boba Okay. Fett. Not at all close to Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, I forgot what I rated Boba Fett. I hope I rated it low, but if I didn't, I should rate it lower. Um, so I'm going to go with this show being a five and a half oh, out of shit. ten. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's completely stretched. The best parts of it are the nostalgia um, a lot of it really, really relies on the fact that you just, you're, you're, so invested in seeing the old characters and baby versions of these characters back. Um, Ewan McGregor is still pretty good. Vader is badass, but 
again, stretched out. The Riva subplot's not all that intriguing for me and really bad staging on a lot of shit. And a lot of the sets are really cheap looking. I don't know what's going on. Looks like a TV show at some mm. point. So really, again, like I said at the start, mixed bag, five and a half out of ten. It is the third best of the live action Star Wars shows that have been on Disney+. So Plus. far. Okay. Rugs, what do you got? I I think um, I forgot what my thoughts were. I feel like that the tone was good. I think the direction's not the greatest. The writing's not the greatest. All that stuff. Some of the shots with Leia, you know, being kind of hokey. But overall, I think the tone was good. I felt like it felt not like quite like Star Wars, but it felt like uh, an earnest telling of a story. Okay. The tone seemed like it was serious. Vader was menacing. Uh, you know, like there wasn't like cheap jokes all the time. Yeah. They, they tried to make it legitimate. And so I liked the tone of it. Um, and I did think that, um, some of the acting was good enough to like drive some of the weak writing to an, another place to make elevate it a little bit. So I'm going to give it a six and a half. Um, not the best Star Wars stuff, but not the worst. Um, really like the two biggest problems is the writing, the Disneyfication of characters yeah. where you can't allow them to be evil. Like, let Reva be evil. Let Reva fucking be a badass, the next emperor. Like, and she fucking fails at doing that. They, they that, that makes her way more interesting to yeah. me. Um, yeah. So I think that, that the Disneyfication of stuff kind of holds people back from like making good stories and, and makes it predictable and formulaic. So, um, they had that working against them, but they still managed to make something worth watching to a degree. I don't know. It's, it's not the greatest. It's just, it's serviceable. That's the way I'll, I'll say. Okay. It. You said six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, now thinking back at the whole thing, I was, I, I'm, I found it generally satisfying, but I agree a lot with you, Rugs. Like the acting is top notch. The, you know, some of the special effects seeing Vader is great, but the writing is, that was the issue. It was uneven and at some parts it's clunky and stuff don't make sense. But again, in the original trilogy, they were fucking retconning things as they were going. So I can excuse some of that. And to me, some of the good stuff almost excuses a lot of the bad, the bad shit. I'll give it a seven overall. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed seeing Ewan McGregor back. He did a great job and the Vader shit and it's got Kumail in it. So I can't be completely mad. <laughs> also, yeah, I knew that Ice Cube's son is in there. Who could have used a little bit more? I thought he did a decent job. O'Shea Jackson Jr. You had Indira Varma in there. Indira Varma, yeah, yeah. You could have, you you could have casted anyone in that role. That guy yes. that played Ice yeah. Jacks, Ice Ice Cube. Yeah, son. that is that is true. He just he literally that that is like the most generic thing he had, most generic role ever. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of these movie roles and these action movies, like he was remember using Godzilla versus Kong. Like he's just kind of has generic like type, yeah. uh, but. I want to see more. He did great playing his father in the fucking movie. That was amazing. Uh, right. But yeah, it probably would have been better tightened up as a movie in the original plan. And you can kind of see where they've they've padded it out. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Panicking once uh, Solo and happens. And then, and then, and then unmothballing it once uh, Math Mandalorian. You got to stay the course. Diamond hands. Everybody knows. Go with what uh, works. So maybe I don't know if we'll get another season. We'll see what they think of the reactions of people. 
Uh, but I'm st- I'm excited for Mandalorian to come back and show me the fucking crown jewel of the Star Wars on TV. So yeah, so far their their TV track record it's kind of a fifty fifty there, mostly. Yeah. You know. All right. They're not. They're uh, they're just having a tough time figuring out stuff outside of the Mandalorian. But we have. They're not. There's going to be a lot more Star Wars coming, so they have a lot more opportunities. You, you need a good director, yeah. and you need like not that there was a bad director, but you need a good action director. That's one of the like that would like as bad as the show is. Like let's say the the show doesn't change at all. Just the action sequences are just shot better. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're elevating I that a lot better. You're going to be like, okay, but look how badass the scene is. It's so badass. That I'm willing to forgive everything. I thought the lightsaber battles 100%. are fucking pretty good, though. I like them. I feel like they were okay, but if they were shot better, they would mm-hmm. be amazing. Mm-hmm. He does the pose, uh, too. It's fucking Yeah, he does. He does pose. do the pose. It's great. Okay, let's check in with the listeners and see what they thought of the Obi-Wan finale. News from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> that had some fucking. That was a while. Stinks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. That one, you, you immediately stinks. know your underwear are done for that day. <laughs> I had back to tank juice in my ass. That <laughs> reminded me of like the latest episode of The Boys for some reason. That's like yeah. a boys level fart in that fucking episode. Woo. All right. It was appropriate. It was appropriate. Uh, we got some comments about this finale from our listeners. Chris Williams just writes no mace with a thumbs down. Uh, were we expecting Mace Windu? That might have been cool. Sam Jackson <laughs> could have saved this show. I had no expectation whatsoever. But no, you didn't know. I don't think he's dead. We just saw him fly out the window. We never saw him explicitly killed. He's somewhere. Uh, Rick Martinez says lame. Uh, to the Qui Gon Jinn appearance, just that <laughs> thought it was lame. The very yeah, it was very lame. last minute. Liam Neeson's busy making Taken five, six, seven, and eight. I don't know what he's doing. John Bellotti Jr., our admin of the group, says the rock fight was good. I enjoyed every scene with Anakin and Vader. Everything else, like newly minted badass, formerly meek Aunt Beru and Reva's story, were lame. Lame. Another lame. (laughs) Uh, Blake Braden posted the uh, screenshot of Vader with his one side of his helmet sliced off. He says, coolest part of the entire series. I enjoyed how they sequenced both voices as Vader was talking. Yeah, that shit was dope. Also, they used that same respeacher technology. I don't think that was James Earl Jones. I think that was AI James Earl Jones de-aged and and, a, and then AI spit out those lines like they did with the Luke Skywalker. Is he still alive? He is. Okay. But he he sounds like he sounds like a young James Earl Jones, right? In this. Like he doesn't sound young firm, James. I don't yeah, know. he me sounds the same, but I, I haven't he, heard him no, speak. No, no, he, no, he does not sound. He sounds a little deeper and gruffer now. He's ninety-one years old, oh so he God. sounds Whoa. like a ninety-one-year-old. Jesus Christ! You were looking at like you know like a mid-twenties Vader or whatever. How old he is? So, well, yeah, they made him. They made him sound younger, and his lines were great. Irvin Dela Cruz says overall the show was okay for me. Felt like it was merely a shell of the prequels, which aren't my favorites. The Obi Vader fight was good, but not quite as good as Episode Three prequels. I did love the hello there at the end. All in all, I'd say it was eight out of ten for me. 
All right, it's a good score. Okay, but an eight? He said it was, oh. it was okay, an eight out of ten. Mm. Even I gave it a seven out of ten. I was going to go seven and a half, but I think I landed on seven. But I liked I I kind of liked it. <laughs> Jamie Robinson. Am I, I surprised? No. I, I mean, I kind of did because I had fucking Darth Vader and Camille and Johnny. What more do you need? <laughs> Jamie Robinson, Mr. Throwback Thursday, who we did Hudson Hawk for last week. Uh, he says the whole series was like watching Lord of the Rings sped up. Just a bunch of running. Oh, shit. Okay. It's fair. I can see that. There was a lot of running. People just running around. I like running. I like running. I like when Tom Cruise runs. It's very impactful. And then, uh, speaking of Jamie Robinson, like I said, last week we did Hudson Hawk for Jamie Robinson, and this was his pick, and we asked him, why? what do you feel about this movie? Why did you pick it? And he has answered. Here is his response. He says, at the heart of Hudson Hawk is a story of a guy who just wants a cup of coffee. He's the greatest thief in New York, and he's gone to prison after getting caught for doing a job for the Mario Brothers. This movie does admittedly go in about 12 different directions, but it is such a fun movie. Uh, and, uh, uh, there's a lot. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to get to the end. He says, uh, you cannot take this movie too seriously or you will not like it. Rocky horror is a shit story, but a great film to experience. This is in the same vein. Oh, and why does Eddie know the exact times for all the songs? That's how he knew how much time he had to get in and out. Depending on how much time he allotted for the job, he would sing a song with the same amount of time. Between fucking airbags and the Whitney Houston Super Bowl nation anthem time, this movie rocks. So Jamie Robinson has, he said he had a good time when he saw it the first time. Admits it's stupid, but the right kind of stupid. So I get that. I can get that. I understand his perspective. It's one of those yeah. movies, I said this to in his in a comment to him, but it's a love it or hate it movie. There's not going to be an in-between on this one. Yeah, he says it's a happy little accident movie, and it will just make you laugh. I wouldn't say I hate it. I just, you know, I, I you know, I've seen it once. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> I enjoyed laughing at the fucking the ridiculousness of it, so it was entertaining. Uh, okay, let's. There was finish not up. one minute of that movie. I think no, there was not very enjoyed? many minutes of that movie I enjoyed. I'll put it like that. <laughs> I would say there were some minutes, but not very many. Not many. There's definitely some minutes you can enjoy. Uh, what are we watching, fellas? Uh, quick thoughts on uh, what do you want to talk about? Miss Marvel episode three. Still watching that? Yeah, I watched it. What do you think, Rugs? What happens in episode three? three she's is the wedding. I feel like we're veering away from the character. Oh, let's at do this spoiler point. alert. <laughs> spoiler well, alert. three is the her brother's wedding, and we find out where the yeah. bracelet comes from. Yeah, I don't like this. You don't like? This? I don't really don't like. I don't like that the bracelet and the thing. I don't like all of this. I like the Terrigen thing. Yeah, they're trying to basically they're trying to get around that. Right, right. By using this other thing, yeah. and I'm like, this is not as cool, or I don't know. And it just it just kind of changes the character a lot. It does. And, um, I like the and mystery. So I'm not sure I like mm. it, but mm. like I don't like the superhero stuff. I like the stuff that just her and mm. like her friends mm. and like her you know learning about all this stuff. It's in that's interesting, more interesting than superhero stuff to me because we've seen it all yeah, and yeah. a lot cooler. So like, um, the thing that really interests me is what's going on in her personal life and things like that. Um, yeah. the superhero stuff, I feel like it actually bogs it down. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. We did get to see a Pakistani wedding, and I guarantee none of those people showed up on time. Everyone was yeah. late. 
Yeah, they were all on time, Imran. Well, I, don't, well, I don't know. They didn't show me when they posted time last. I, I could pretty much. I didn't see anybody complaining about the food. I could, and people, oh, the hungry. food is always great, though. And yeah. dance, you know, they get a little You said you have to wait for food a lot. And, don't you? Uh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Maybe it's changed. Anthony, what'd you think of the episode and the fight scene? She finally kind of gets a fight scene here, right? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, the fight scene is a little unbelievable in that she's fighting these guys that have been around forever and she's kind of holding yeah. her own. But. Yeah, no, immortals. superheroes, whatever. Um, yeah, I still like the show. I think I like the the inner conflicts of like she's this hero, but then her one of her friends does has a different take on the hero and doesn't like yeah. the hero. And I like how I like the that you know it's the Pakistani the the um, the government's like trying to raid this Pakistani place and they're sticking up for. Her. I think I like everything about it. Really, I I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't have very many complaints. I'm along for a ride. And surprisingly, like I didn't read any of the comics, so I have no yeah. attachment to anything that was in the comics for this. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, not I'm not the target demo, but I'm I'm pleased so far. I mean, I still think it's fucking great. I'm digging the show. Them walking into the mosque with their shoes on. Oh, the disrespect. I enjoy all those yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy that her partner is like, just don't walk like says, like, don't walk in with your shoes. Yeah, then he goes next time. Next time. Take yeah. Issues. yeah. That and the it, them in court. So the most interesting thing is them incorporating the jinn. Right. D-J-I-N-N, which in Islam is their ghosts, but they're also kind of like angels. Like Muslims believe these people are real. So there was a bunch of Muslims who were upset that they're trivializing jinn, the jinn as a thing. But now this whole idea that her, her great grandmother was part of this group, the clandestines that live forever. Did you notice? I didn't know this the first time, but I saw this. Someone posted a screenshot of when we're in the past and they're standing on top the shot on top uh, where they're standing. You can faintly see the 10 rings carved that, yeah. into the ground. So she pulled that bracelet off like an alien hand or something. What the fuck? It was a severed arm. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. They couldn't find the other one. Uh, that was crazy. And now that she's got to go to Karachi. I, I, like, he's like, I like there's some good Karachi. cliffhangers. I think like they're in terms of the show. They're writing it more episodically than yeah. episodes past. So like this one ends and you're going, oh, how the fuck? She has to go to Karachi. How the fuck did her grandma know what yeah, just happened? She, there, saw, so. she saw the train. Yeah, I love the mystery and I love the peek into like what they're showing. It's so good. I like the style, too, in terms of music, right? Mm -hmm. like, every episode has had some sort of old school or some sort of like song. So the first episode had The weekend. I forgot what happened last week. They had some hip hop song, but this week they had yeah. Bon Jovi. Oh yeah! They, oh my God, Brown yeah. Jovi, the color Brown Jovi was great. Awesome. All that Fuck stuff's great. But I, could, I see, yeah. I see Ruggs's point. The the superhero stuff might be the least interesting out of all of it. Yeah, yeah. We're talking everything that we're talking about that we really like is like really not really superhero related. It's more about just yeah the characters and their interactions and yeah all like the little like nuggets that you get from from all like the, the unique perspectives that you get. Those are all interesting to me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I hope it pays off because I want to. I want to go to Karachi. I want to see what happens. There. Yeah, I think we're gonna meet the Red Dagger is like another character in the show. Hmm. Uh, here's another interesting discussion we've been having about the show with me and my sister, and then my sister, this uh, family friend, friend of the family, was my sister's age. We grew up with. She's, uh, you know, there. She's an adult, and she has children, and so they've all been watching the show. And she's pointed out that like the whole way the family, the generations, is set up is kind of like off by a generation in terms that Kamala's parents 
would be like my age. I would be, and Kamala's kids would be the next generation. So my sister's friend would be like the parents, but that generation. Kamala's kids. Not, wait, stop. What are you talking about? I mean, about? Kamala, the, Kamala. So because we were confused as her grandmother, it's her great grandmother was alive during the partition. That tracks, right? Timeline wise, when that happened, 1947. That tracks. So, and her great grandma was like like a twenty year old, a thirty year old. So yeah, she must have been an adult. So the grandma is like my mom's generation, right? Kamala's parents would be my generation, but my generation wouldn't be have an accent and have like just gotten here because the point is, my sister's friend, her kids are Kamala's age, and they watched the show and they were like. I can't really relate to anything Kamala is going through because my parents are like fully American, right? They're Westernized because they grew up here. They're not like, so it's like off a generation, but they want to do that first generation immigrant experience. Well, I, I believe that people are still yeah, coming. They are yeah. still coming. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. That could yeah. Be I, I don't, I don't have. Yeah. I mean, maybe because you guys are closer to it, but yeah, I don't, I don't see that being an issue. But no, it it does work, but it was kind of interesting how they wanted to deal. I mean, like you have to deal with the first generation experience before you can get to the second generation, which now that generation has kids. So it's been that long. I, I, I love I, that uh, Cameron. Like, yeah, they built him up to be kind of a douche. And yeah. he's not like he's not. He's helping her out. Yeah. And he, but he keeps calling Bruno Brian. <laughs> Brian. He goes, he knows what my name is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to be a bad guy, but then when he sees what the mom's doing, he goes and, and flips. So that was interesting. Also, one of my favorite lines, I think it was last episode when they were telling, she was pretending he was a cousin and the brother's like, Oh, I remember you. We used to call you haram.comron for looking things up on the internet. I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, there's, there's some good shit, man. And I can't wait till we review the whole thing because the details of the, the Pakistani culture is just on, it's great. There's a lot of things they get right. I want to talk about all of them. Uh, how are we on the boys? So we have six episodes out I'm in the last up. one. Oh, you did. I think I, I'm caught up on that as well. Hashtag hero gasm. The big episode. I think I finished it. That's it, right? There's yeah, there's six. Yeah, there's two more left. Oh, there's oh, there's two more episodes to come out. Uh, I okay again, it's kind of spoiler. <laughs> I just thought it was funny how they were hyping this up to be the most like deviant, debauched, fucking uh, craziest X-rated thing. And it ends up being kind of tame, the the thing itself. Well, wait a minute, it's not tame. But it wasn't as crazy as I thought, but I thought episode six was like the strongest episode so far. Like outside of the herogasm, using that as a setting, this orgy, the shit that happened is the shit we wanted, we were talking about, we wanted to see. And we kind of got The it. only thing I didn't like about episode six is that um they were fighting in the in the most strongest room ever created because they got thrown up against that door like about 50 times and it never it's broke. Reinforced. Yeah, that's true. Reinforced yeah this no. shit was made out of fucking adamantium. That's that's a good point. I uh, I <laughs> I loved this episode. It was so good. I like this is what we've been building to in seeing yeah. Homelander kind of scared for once and this is yes. that episode and yeah, I mean I think the show keeps getting better and better. Fuck, I think so too. Every episode. The, the only the only great. criticism I would have is um like some of the side plot stuff isn't as interesting as the main Homelander stuff. Yeah, so like yeah. when they cut away to Frenchie and yeah. uh, Kimiko, it's like, eh, I don't really care about this as much. Yeah. Uh, although I like those characters. And then the only other thing is the the show is not subtle. So even in its messages, it's very heavy handed in what it wants to tell you. 
Yeah. I think it could be a little more subtle, but it's just mm. not the style of the show. I mean, first I mean, they're of all, clearly like clearly, clearly, clearly making yeah. Homelander Trump. Yes. And have you seen the articles online about uh let's just say right wing fans of the show being confused now that Homelander is a villain? I think this shit is hilarious. Oh. Like they are so they don't know what to make of this now. They don't understand that Homelander is the villain. They don't understand that? No, they just they're like, wait a minute. Yeah, it 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 confuses. It, I, don't yeah, I don't believe that. that at all. I I saw a bunch <laughs> of articles like that. I was like, that shit is that, hilarious. That, that's written. That's got to be written by people on the left because it's clear of from course. the beginning. The guy, Homelander is yes. a villain. Yes, it's obvious. He's I, laser. I don't think yeah, he's I don't like think jerking writing. off on the side of a building. That's not something. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't wholesome. think. The, I don't think people labeled on the right are so stupid to watch a show about uh, three seasons in and think Homelander's the villain now. Wait a minute. Why is he that's, the come on, he that's, is? that's 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 asinine. Don't, don't yeah, come on, no. come on, Imran. You're I look, I just read no, I saw Imran, a couple no. articles. I don't know who wrote it. You're probably right, <laughs> but I like thinking that that's happening because that's no shit one's is fun. thinking that. Uh, okay, you may be right because <laughs> it's clear. But again, the three on one fucking battle, great. phenomenal, and Anthony Starr doing the mirror back and forth with him. Holy shit, he needs He's to get an Emmy. Best, uh, what's his face? Uh, Moon Knight a little bit. No, no, no. He's best. Uh, William Defoe. William Defoe. There you go. Oh yeah. It's or right or, out. Yeah. Of that. Norman Osborn from the Raimi movies. But fuck, he is amazing. He should definitely get an Emmy. And to see him suffer a defeat and then just fuck off. Homelander is one of the more interesting characters that they've ever absolutely. ever written. But I there's something about Butcher and Huey also being on V that I'm enjoying that storyline. It's great. Uh, all of it. This show, you you're exactly right. Every episode gets fucking better. It's amazing. It's so well written. Mother's Milk was was did some good acting too. Oh my god, he got covered in some Mother's Milk. That was <laughs> gross. Oh my god, it was it's, not a Mother's yeah, Milk. It's your Mother's milk. There was there was dad, that was a bukkake. He walked it's into a bukkake party. That <laughs> yeah, bukkake like bukkake candy. There was a dick was... on fire. Come on, this what other show will give you a dick on fire? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're just so desensitized by the show that you. Yeah, that, it doesn't that, matter. That scene and anything else would have been like, "What the fuck? This is nuts." I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Like when they were they talking can, about I don't Hero think they can go any farther. I don't think they can. I know. I don't. I think mean, they we can. watched uh, everything everywhere all at once, where there's things going up people's ass. Yeah, but the, and then you had boobies everywhere. That was also yeah. That was great. I mean, you had the you had the ice man making an ice dildo and shoving yeah. it up some prostitutes. The, yeah, that was wild. Or he shoved it yeah. up. That was wild. But then, yeah, it's fucking good, Soldier Boy. Show. Soldier Boy, Jensen Eccles also doing a great job at Soldier Boy. I like Jensen Eccles a lot. What a character. What a character. I love, oh, the line where he goes, Bill Cosby, that's America's dad. Oh, my God. I was like, man, that guy made some strong drinks. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. And they were like, should we tell him? Like, Huey's no, just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> He's babysitting. It was great. Comes from a like. That's what it would be like if Steve Rogers came back, right? This is like, right. That's more realistic sure. is how he would he would act. But fuck, the show continues to be phenomenal. Really Two episodes of left. Of course, it's great. We will yeah, review the finale in the end when it ends. Ah, uh, and then the only other thing too about that show I would just say is not even a criticism, but like. Everyone is just such a deplorable human being. Like the only yeah. two good people right now are Mother's Milk and yeah. Starlight. Like they're Starlight. the only. Oh yeah, they're the only people that have any like humanity left. Everyone's just turned into yeah, like Huey's deplorable gone. human beings. Yeah, even Huey. Yeah, yeah Huey's but, like, oh yeah, I don't give. Like, let him kill everybody. It's, it's the worth the 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 end result's worth it. Yeah, he's turned into. He's like, we got to be fucked up as they are. 
and uh, Starlight blows up their spot at the end. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that that's nice not good. I was, I was literally wincing in pain when Kumiko was getting punched in the Oh, the, God. The is she going to get her fucking powers back? What's going on? And then on? she Maybe stabs not. the shit out of the guy with a nail. Like, oh, oh I, that, was, that was satisfying and, yeah, hard to watch. Yeah. Or Kamiko and friend. The whole thing about Frenchie, just like he just is good at taking like orders. He needs someone to tell him what to do. I don't know. That's odd. It's kind of weird. Oh, and even uh, I, I was like, man, this is brutal. When fucking Patriot. yeah, when he just runs Blue Hawk through the fucking yes. ground. Oh, fucking hell, oh man! God. Blue Hawk, and when he goes to apologize, and he ends up going super lives matter, and then tosses people around like that yeah. went so bad. And I guess A Train is making that movie to Africa. <laughs> is A Train dead though? Did he use up? It sounded oh, like yeah. his heart stopped beating. He kind of had his redemption, right? Because he apologizes to Huey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a great scene too. It's from the first scene of the whole show. Yeah, he brings it up because Huey Huey's got compound B. He feels a little confident. He's like, "I'm gonna tell you what I think." Yeah, it's very good. It's a very good. So show. good. It's so good. It's, it's my so favorite good. one out of the three that I was been watching. So, and I like Miss Marvel a lot, but it's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, it's def- I mean, it's they're different I, shows, but it's fucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else do you got? Uh, I forgot to mention last week, Umbrella Academy season three is out now. Didn't watch. Did, have not Didn't watched watch. it. I, well, let's ask you on the show though. At some point, do you want us to watch it to review? Because we've uh, done the first two seasons. Yeah, uh, yeah, this season actually is pretty good. I've watched six out of ten, and yes, we've done the first two seasons. I think uh, it's and it's you know again, it's one of those shows. It's in the middle. It's not as crazy as Doom Patrol, but not as like real as the boys but it has its own flavor the characters are great it's a really good season i would like to review it okay i haven't watched yet because i've been knee deep in the offer oh how is the offer i heard that wasn't that good but it was decent. Oh, i fucking think it's great okay so tell but, people uh, what the offer is it's on amc the offer is just a story Paramount. of how uh uh the godfather is made yeah and it's an unlikely story but it has if you're not into the seventies and like movie making yeah. at that time. Yeah. And Bob Evans, like the great producer and how like he fucking was running Hollywood the sausage and, maker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the sausage, Bob maker. Evans sausages. <laughs> so yeah, Robert Evans was like a major player at Paramount and he was like, uh, making movies his way, like doing shit, you know, kind of like against the grain. And, uh, there are, Making a movie that uh, Hollywood did not probably yeah, would, wouldn't have made otherwise if it wasn't for Bob Evans. So uh, it is a dr- it's very interesting to me anyway. It's a drama dramatic series. It may not be for everyone. You might think it's boring. Who's in hell, this? But- oh, Miles Teller and mm-hmm. Giovanni Ribisi, Colin Hanks, right? Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Oh. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno is Lou Ferrigno. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very good. I was gonna check I it out. and I didn't get around to it. I might check it out. Imran, you have uh, to give us a date by when you want us to... Uh, Umbrella Academy? Yeah. I'll give you like uh, three weeks-ish. All right. The next few weeks. Next couple weeks. Because we got a lot of things that are wrapping up, and then we can throw in the Umbrella Academy. Because the wind of the boys... We'll, we'll probably... We'll, we'll discuss this after the show. The boys has two more weeks to go. Yeah. And Miss Marvel has three more. Okay. So then probably after that. After all that, after yeah. Top Gun Maverick, when we do Umbrella Academy. All right. So by the end of the month, we'll get there. It's a good okay. season. I like it. Uh, out this week, Stranger Things fans, the second half of uh, Volume 4 it will be out on July 1st. I think it's just two movie-length episodes. I'm looking forward to this. I like the first half, even though it was long in parts and wheel-spinny in parts. Rugs, did you ever finish the whole first I first did part? finish the first part. I like where it ends. Uh, that shit was crazy. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was good overall. Yeah. So I felt like, uh, yeah, it did was very decompressed. And I feel like they wasted a lot of time. They get but, uh, stuck with like 11 at the facility for a while. And I was like, where, what is this? Why is she yeah, still here? Let's get this over with. But then you find out why. And you're like, oh, fuck. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I kind of knew that was going to happen. Oh, you did? I didn't see that. Yeah. Coming. Okay. Maybe yeah. we'll review it uh, when it ends. Probably not. I don't know. Well, it, it took a page out of Akira. Oh. You know, the first one is the evil one oh, that fucking fucks one. up everything. Yeah, never you know? trust the first one of anything. Same thing yeah. in Squid Games. Remember the the old man. Yeah, but like in Akira, like, you know, the first, he's the first one. He's, he explodes everything. Yeah. He creates all the yeah. fucking, and yeah. then they have all these other ones that are not so good. And all of a sudden, Tetsuo gets the power. He's like know? 11. So yeah. He's like 11. Yeah. And he does the same shit 11 Holy does. Holy shit, like, it is Akira. People. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely an influence. Well, well, oh, Victoria Newman's story arc is pretty good too in the boys so far. I even like what they're doing with her. Oh yeah, speaking of like, popping heads, she's a head pop. She's a head pop. All right, that's it for this week, everybody. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me online at Really Brug Boy on Twitter. And you can follow him and you can follow us at Jock and Nerdcast on Twitter. All these links are in our, on our website in the show description for this episode. Check them out. Share the show. Send it, text it, tweet it to all your Star Wars fans or any other geek friends you have. We'd appreciate it. Word of mouth always helps us out. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next time. That's the wrong button. <laughs> How dare you do this to us? My balls are hot. My balls are hot. Ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo. Get your Get hand off my penis. <laughs> Get your hand off my penis! Ah, there you go. <laughs>